So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? Where's that can? There we go. Ride a moped. I don't know, like, touch a fly, was it moving? Like, no, it feels pretty locked up. Sounds like a fuck, dude. Oh, boy. Wop, wop, wop. fucking blew it. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Moped Monday Podcast. Uh, once again, I could barely tell you what episode it is. I think it's 203 or 4 or something. Like, it's always as soon as I start the podcast and I hit the button to record, I'm like, oh, fuck. What, what week is it? Like, what episode is this? Like, I know I have to, like, mention this shit in the beginning, which I probably I probably don't. Like, there's this whole title. They, they can see what episode it is when they click on the thing. But I'm just like, dude, like... I'm like trying to figure it out. Like I've tried to pull my phone out. Oh fuck. I got to jump Spotify. Like what, what episode? And I'm like, I blew it. It took too long. I even tried to ramble a little bit to like cover up the fact as I looked for it. No, that, that, that was not good either. So it's whatever it's, it happens. Um, if you never listened to this before, there's a podcast about vintage mopeds and the culture in the U S um, we've talked to some people outside of the U S but mainly that's, that's what we talk about. The shit's going on here. You know, shout out to the Shanks. That's all they had their rally this weekend down there in Texas. Uh, looked like a good time. I, I, I'm still waiting for that those videos, you know, when you see, like, the, the the first pack ride out for the Saturday ride. You're just like, yeah, like, there always needs to be one dedicated person to film, like, that rollout, dude. So we can, so we, everyone can, like, assess the numbers, you know. We're like, ooh, you're trying to count, like, 5, 10, 15, 9, 10, 20, 30. And you're like, oh, yeah, that, that rally was packed, you know. We're all guessing. But uh, I don't know. I didn't see that one yet. But like the videos I saw, like you know, there were some cool bikes. Like you know, everyone's having a good time. They played some fun games. Um, yeah, it looked good. I'm gonna like call someone from there, dude. And I got, I need, I need to get the, like that that recap from someone who was like there. Like yo, fill me in so I can like my, my like you know fear of missing out and all that stuff can like go away. I'd be like ah, like I live through the internet, you know. <sighs> but yeah, that's about it. Um. If you want to email us about being on an episode or you got a suggestion or a topic we should get into, you can email us at openmoneypodcast at gmail.com. We got a phone number. I'm not going to look the number up right now. Maybe I'll talk about it later. Who knows? You can always leave a voicemail. We'll play that shit on live. And yeah, all the things, dude. And hope everyone, everyone's getting ready for the winter and like got their winter bill plan. Like I got mine set like in my mind. Like I'm ready to do like a winter build. Like I've already like started purchasing some parts and then I'm going to like not open them so I can be like, oh, look, surprise. I, I just opened this package, you know, like fake it on the Internet later. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. Um, I got a guest on the phone, like already straight up at, out the gates. Lee Pinkerton. So we've all heard this fucking name over and over again. If you've ever listened to Second Chance uh, Moped <laughs> Podcast with Jimmy, who's always just like t- dropping, dropping dimes about Lee. And I'm like, I've seen you on the internet. Like, I, I've, I've known your assistant. I've seen you around. You got some cool shit going on. Like, your bikes are rad. And I'm just like, but I'm like, I don't know much about you. Yeah. So I was like, well, I, I do a podcast. So what better place to get to know someone than make them, like, suffer through, like, your, like, stories that everyone's heard a thousand times and hang out <laughs> with you on a phone for, you know, who knows how long. Yeah, man. I, you know, Jim talks to me a lot because we both live in St. Paul. 
Minnesota. So like, you know, stones throw away from Minneapolis, right? Yeah. So, you know, we both go to, uh, you know, the casseroles do weekly rides. Yeah, the Thursday so night ride. Have, yeah, the Thursday night ride. So we often are there. And uh, I think, like, the first time I met Jim, like, I, I didn't even know who he was, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But, like, he came up to me. He's like, yo, another St. Paul moped rider. And he was, like, excited. And I was like, what? <laughs> who is this guy? <laughs> but, yeah. So, so yeah, I'm Lee. Um, I live in St. Paul. I hang out with cast rollers. I got no gang or no uh, club affiliations. Yeah, I just uh, I just hang out and do my thing. Let's dive into it. Uh, why, why not, bro? Dude, I don't know. Um, it's been a thought in my mind, and like you know, I talk to those guys a lot. So maybe maybe it'll happen. I don't know. We just um, we just need a straight patch in, dude. Like the no prospecting, <laughs> no bullshit. We all know the dude's legit. Like fucking drop drop the fucking patches on his table and be like, "Yo, here. Uh sorry. Here you, go. <laughs> you, you you didn't ask, but too too bad. <laughs> You're in right now." <laughs> they just like put you in and yeah. just like, "Wait, I didn't I didn't ask for this." I'm like too bad, bro. <clears throat> Like I've said that like, about a lot of time about a lot of things, even with like moped army. I'm like, uh, like, can we always can we just get to a point where we're just like, yo, like I know we do the, like even right now, like if you guys don't know, like moped army is doing like uh, club reviews for like clubs that applied to get in this year. But I feel like there's definitely times when it's like, dude, like we all fucking know that club's legit and like they deserve <laughs> the fucking like fucking patch or whatever. Like we don't even have a moped army patch, which is kind of lame. Like there should be like a Yo, everyone gets like a, mm. an, an extra, a free, like a free, here, here's your patch you're in. So at least we can say they got something an out official, of it. Yeah. yeah, an official logo or something. <laughs> like, like, there some, you go. Something official, you know, like some bright pink fucking thing that goes on your collar. I don't know. Like, you know, like an American flag pin that goes on your, like, you know, people wearing their lapels <laughs> or your tie or something. Like, yeah, some, some shit. Yeah. Ooh. Like getting notarized at the bank where they give you the stamp because like a yeah. lawyer's got to watch you sign something. You're like, mm-hmm. all right, whatever. <laughs> like that, that MA official challenge coin, you know? That'd be, tight. Yeah. That'd be tight. It'd be tight. But yeah, there's like, I feel like there's something times when it's like, yo, like that club's legit. Like, fuck it, dude. Like we, we don't even need to play the the game. Like we just voted you guys in. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, You're in now. You can't leave. Yeah. Like, what, what, what are they going to do? Like, yo, here, uh, we made your private channel. Like on open army. Sorry. Too late. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, it's like straight, yeah. straight up casserole or patching. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no well, those dudes are awesome so yeah you know so let's let's play the game play. let's do let's do the thing uh sure how did you get into mopeds um yeah so i didn't really get heavy into it but back in like 2011 i was going to college and my grandfather had uh he had a Peugeot 103 and it was like uh, like garage or whatever and like he would use it like so in wisconsin there's a place called oshkosh and they do like a uh, aircraft like plane show mm-hmm. and like he's old enough to where they're like oh why walk to all the planes and we can ride like mopeds there right mm-hmm. and then over the years he's like nah now i got like a honda elite and now i got whatever right yeah so he just had that thing like sitting in the back just like kind of rotting away and he's like oh you're going to college here you go you know, like <laughs> use this. And he's like, I literally haven't touched it in like years. And then I was like, Oh, okay. And it actually started up with in his driveway, like just like pedaling it and trying. I was like, damn, damn. all right. 
this is this is easy, right? <laughs> <laughs> but that's how I got a moped, and like you know, I didn't know anything about MA or you know any of that stuff. I was just like, yo, this thing can go like maybe thirty. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it to Madison. I went to school in Madison, and like I'll just like boot around or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how that started, and then like you know, it it must have died one day or something. Who knows? And then it's like, okay, got to search the internet, you know, find all the things. Like, how do I fix this thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, that's when, you know, Moped Army and, like, Treatland, I'm like, whoa, whoa, like, what? what is all this stuff? Like, why Why is there so much, like, you know, hype around these things? Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. So that was, uh, that's kind of how it all started. Yeah. Um, all right, one second. I ordered pizza, and I'm about to pick it up in the sky. Are they sick, though? Like, you, were, you like, already had one, and you're riding it around without even knowing, like, anything else about it. Like, I've, I, it's great, because it's, like, until we, like, until most people learn, like, like have to look up how to fix it. And what, like, you know, that's how they find out, dude. <laughs> yeah, and that's, like, the irony of it all, right? It's just, like... I just like basically just like some dude like essentially just gave me a moped and then like from there it's like oh now like half of like my hobbies and my life revolves around like fucking mopeds right like well, this is just weird. <laughs> it's definitely that uh like that meme on like Instagram or whatever. It's just like oh like emo. Well, I think I'm gonna make this my personality for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like damn it. But yeah. <laughs> Well, so like, okay, I've heard some of these. Like, you you got a a Moby, right? That's like one of your first bikes. That was yeah, like that was my very in... first moped. Yeah, so like, I feel like I did something very similar to you. I mean, it's probably different in some ways, but like, as soon as I started like figuring out, like, oh, like, you know, I think a lot of this had to do with like tomahawks too. Like, yeah. oh, you can like extensively modify these French bikes to be like. insane yeah and then like you know go ultra fast or whatever so like i definitely dug into that rabbit hole like right away which was like a very poor decision on my point like like looking back at it i feel your and it was like it was like all right i'm gonna buy this kit because it says it's the fastest and then like not knowing anything i'm like oh well, I should probably buy these cases too because these are the best cases. Mm-hmm. And then like you just like keep going and eventually you have like a bunch of parts but like you don't actually have everything to put it together and then mm-hmm. it's just like you're in this weird limbo phase where you're like, "No, I'm building this race bike." And then it like <laughs> never actually gets built. <laughs> like you have no clue how to do anything and you just have Yeah, that too like parts growing. Yeah, it's like growing. I started like a little bit of like the stock mod stuff back then i would like take like the restrictor out of like the exhaust on the 103s like mm-hmm. the little soup can exhaust and then i put like a shaw on it and then like i was like trying to figure out like okay how do you like jet this thing and like how do i make it not blow up yeah um i remember like i kind of got that figured out and i think it went like i don't know maybe 35 or something i remember i was like hell yeah this is awesome And then, like, that's when I was really like, all right, back in the day, 1977 mopeds sold 103 frames. And I I guess they were just, like, repops or something. So I did this thing. I was like, all right, I'm going to build a whole bike on the side of this other one. You know, and this one will just be, like, the stock reliable one, right? Yeah. And then, like, you know, 
I bought like a frame and like a swing arm and all that stuff. And then like just never ended up finishing it. <laughs> so, it's just you know, and then just keeps growing. It's like, it's, it's like, yeah, aren't you cool? I'm going to build this from the frame up. You're like, Oh God. It's like, yeah. Like you don't nuts and realize <laughs> how much goes into it until like you do it a couple of times. And then you're like, okay, I kind of understand what I'm doing now. But like, yeah, like, and then like college, you know, I, I never ended up finishing any of that. And I remember like my roommates back in the day, like every time we moved, like every year to find like the cheapest, you know, place to live, I would just have this like bucket of parts and like, you know, two like torn part mopeds. And they're just like, why the hell do you haul that thing around from house to house? I'm just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> where, where were you storing this? Like you were living like in an apartment or something like that at the time? Yeah, we did. Uh, I lived in a house for a couple years and then I think we, yeah, an apartment one year. I don't know. We bounced around a lot. So yeah. I would literally just put it in my room. Like there'd just be like two mopeds in my room and then there'd just be like, you know, like a crate with like some parts in it or whatever. It. Like my, my <laughs> so first like, motorbike cane, I, um, when I brought it home from Pennsylvania, like I literally looks like I brought it in the living room and I looked at it and I took some pictures and then, like, I parked it behind our couch, and it just like lived behind, <laughs> behind our couch in our living room for like for like months. And then I eventually yeah. just like you know I finally like tore it apart, and it's just like okay, now it's just a pile of parts in the corner of our living room, and like dude, yeah. And I definitely that feel is... your pain on like the like cool tomahawk <laughs> just lured me in. Like yeah. I was like on moped army. Like I found moped army right out the gates because my roommate like built like a, a crazy like maxi like Polini maxi or whatever back in the day so i watched mm -hmm. him build a moped for over a year like before i even had any concern or like care to buy one myself i was like uh, yeah these look cool but like i just like didn't care and like yeah. but i knew what moped army was so i was like oh he's like yeah check out this website so i was like at least like lurking moped army and like down the rabbit hole about performance tuning or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. from like a novice who doesn't know shit. And I'm just like learning right. like performance <laughs> section. Like I never even knew about the general discussion like thread. Like I, <laughs> like I never looked at the general discussion thread. I was like, oh general discussion, like off topic. That's who cares true. about that? Like yeah. I just want to know about the performance and like repair. Like so I was just like lurking those two <laughs> threads. And I'm just like, dude, yeah. like growing, growing, growing pile of parts, just like money. Like every extra dollar I had, I'd just like buy another like fancy like moped part and then just like i'd open it and i look at it I'm like man this thing's sweet and then i sit in the corner <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the weird addiction about it right you're just like oh like even recently like omega had a bunch of french parts i don't know if you yeah, saw that like the like, stainless steel exhaust and all that mm -hmm. I and i'm looking at it and i'm just like oh man i could i could buy that and it's like why the hell do i need another <laughs> exhaust exactly. for a bike i don't have you know and it's like oh it's like it's like, just uh, that. It's like that eye candy. It's like window shopping. Yeah. It's like it's like oh yeah. Like it's really bad for people. You know, like uh, you walk around the mall <laughs> and you see these things, and then you got like you know like envy. You want to buy all this shit. And I was like, I don't even know what Omega is, but it's new, and I've never heard of it. I want to buy it. <laughs> like it was really yeah. hard not to. I was just like, oh, yeah. Like, what? I want that. Like, like I had to go. I was literally on a phone call. A phone call with one of the dudes in my club. Just like yo, like. He's like, yeah, man, I'm getting back into my shit, man. I'm I'm pulling out all my old bikes and like rebuilding them. Like, I'm I'm about to be back in the game, blasting, man. I'm gonna be out here. And I'm like, man, all that shit you're talking about. So like, he's talking about like just like 
nothing old, nothing crazy, but he's just like talking about vintage kind of like performance tech. And I'm like, bro, yeah. you are out the game. You're so outdated right now. <laughs> I'm like, you don't know about this and this and this. I just like rattled all this shit. He's like missing out on. I'm just like, yo, bro, like you got to step your game up, bro. Like, you yeah, need to, things gonna, are happening. Like, yeah, you're going to need at least another $800. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I feel bad for people with hobbits now. They know the pain. Yeah. They're like, oh, I can get this variator and this rear pulley. Oh, and then I can get this kit or get this kit, you know? Like, I guess they've always had options, but like, you know, the French, it's like, you want a Polini variator, like a Molosi one, a Doppler one. Mm -hmm. There's like, you know, tons of options. And then it's like, yeah, you know, now now you're like cooking with fire yourself. It's it's funny to see like the other brands like start getting like the, like the, the depth, like the depth in the, like the uh, part department, you know? Yeah. So long. A lot of these bikes were like, cool. These are, these are like the options. And like, everyone knows like the tried and true, like these are the best. And like right. everyone kind of yeah. do the exact same thing. Oh, you want the mob build? Everyone who had a poop was doing some aerosol fifty or whatever the fuck, you know. Oh, look right. at my aerosol kit, you know. And like they're all doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And now it's like there's so many options for every brand. It's crazy. Yeah. Now it's like you got a Hobbit. Well, you could get a Stage Six kit, and then you might buy one, and then you're like, oh, like everything else is gonna fucking break if I put this <laughs> on here and actually run it. So I need to like buy like thirteen more parts. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard and it's like and it sucks because like like i'm not, neither one of us are wants to say because like we're all like doing like you know fancy builds like you know like, cool you got fancy parts fuck it mm-hmm. but like the hobbit used to be the cheater bike i remember when i when i first got a hobbit and like it was like cool this is the bike and like all you have to do is go to this like like this blog post from like Peter from the ghost riders and make do the buddy, the buddy Hobbit formula. It's a pipe and that's it. And you're, you know, and that was like, you know, it was like he did, he did a pipe and like notched the variator, some like stock mods. And it was like, this was like the Holy grail. It's like, yep, this bike does 45 miles an hour all day long and it's stock. Hell yeah. And it's like, like, I've never heard of that, but I also like, don't, I don't even involve myself heavily with Hobbit stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I can't. <laughs> it's just funny. Cause it's like, it's like, well, yeah, cool. like, mopeds were like cheap. And like, then it was supposed to be like, yeah, now my moped's cheap and it goes a little bit faster and it's still inexpensive. Yeah. Like I got it for 300 bucks or 150 bucks and I put a pipe on it and it does 45 mm-hmm. or 40 or whatever. And everyone's happy. And now none of us are happy anymore, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like you get a bike that goes 40 and you're on like the weekly ride and you're like, Wait, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I need my bike to go fifty now. And <laughs> yeah, it, it, it keeps up. It's like, oh yeah, you're keeping up. You're hanging in there. Yeah, but like, yeah, you're doing totally fine. But then there's like that bug in the back of your head, and you're just like, oh man. But if I did these things, like, yeah. I could have a less reliable moped for twice <laughs> as much money. <laughs> It goes five miles an hour faster. <laughs> but like the like serotonin, you get like the little boost. Like when you blast somebody, you're like, ah, yes, I did it. Bless the mid talk bike. Oh yeah, it's like finally, <laughs> dude. Yeah, that's like <clears throat> so. Like right after I was like dreaming the French world and never did anything. Um, I moved to St. Paul, right, and then. I had like the pile of moped parts in the garage and I was like, Oh man, these guys ride all the time. Like I should really put this stuff together. But then I did like the most moped person thing is like, Oh, you know, there's this like Pinto for sale for like, you know, 300 bucks that runs like, 
you know, and it was, it was actually Maze was selling it. So like I bought it from him. I was like, hell yeah, I'm just going to buy a bike that runs and then use that. <laughs> so then, you know, I got into the E50 world and I kind of knew prior to that, like, yeah, these are like the easiest platform mm-hmm. one to like modify and understand and all that stuff. Right. So like, I, you know, I wasn't like, I'm going to go buy a Jawa or anything, but you know, <laughs> you had, some, had some common sense. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, enough common sense. And I was like, even to the point, I was like, yeah, but everybody builds an E50. Maybe this is like lame. And I was like, nah, just do it, dude. (laughs) Like, without really not knowing anything or like going to any group rides or rallies or anything, I was just like, why why am I even like thinking about that? (laughs) So. I mean, that's that's a good move, though. It's like going to like a different platform. I feel like a lot of people have done that when they've accidentally started in the French game. You're like, Ooh, yeah. that was a rough start. <laughs> and like your next bike, you're like, Oh, this is, this is better. Like, yeah, this, this is thing so much like, easier. will just run and it won't like overheat all the time. <laughs> yeah. like, I just, I struggled with my Moby for like, for like so long. Once I finally figured out how to put it all together, it's like, Oh, like it took me forever just to figure it out. Cause I didn't have anyone else to help me with mopeds. So I was like, Oh, I finally figured yeah. out how to put it together. And it, and it just mm-hmm. never ran right. And then, like, I was like, ah, I'm just gonna buy another moped. And I bought another moped, yeah. and I like <laughs> wired it up, and it just started. And I was like, Oh, like, it, it this runs. Like, yeah, it, it was cool. Yeah. Like, you have to finally ride around and enjoy. Yeah, it. basically the same thing, right? Because yeah, in Madison, I guess there were some people that ride Madison uh, back in the day, but I, you know, I never encountered them or like, I guess reached or like reached out to them either. But everybody was like all into like Honda Rock like mm-hmm. like they would like the big thing was like i'm gonna gy6 swap my ruckus and yeah. then like stretch Lower it out stretch and it out. Yeah. yep yep so like i had a roommate and that's what he was doing and then i had like my moped and he's just looking at me thinking like i don't get it dude why would you spend money to buy like a polini kit for that thing like <laughs> it's still gonna go slow or something i'm just like i don't know <laughs> but yeah i feel like know. it's just the aesthetics though it's like it is yeah like it's like and then you realize cool. yeah yeah and then there's like a whole community behind it like definitely helps it a lot right it's mm-hmm. not just like a one-off thing like i said so. all the time like i feel like we could have like everyone who's deep in the mopeds could have easily become like a fucking scooter person like we were all like mm-hmm. a coin toss away from being like stretch ruckus kids or like you know Dude, like, yeah. like you know lambretta vespa dudes you know like yeah and easily yeah. could have gone the other way <laughs> Like this roommate, so his name's Andy, and he actually works for Treatland now. And he like he went from ruckuses to like mopeds. Like he went that way, and I was like, hell yeah! Like <laughs> so you know he uh, he's in he's like deep in the game now. So yeah, I, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely gonna bust Andy's balls and be like, huh? Like I heard you were a ruckus, dude. Like, <laughs> dude, yeah, yeah, lay it out. Like he like he built a. Um, like a full ruckus frame out of aluminum Damn. and like it was like stretched and lowered and stuff. It was, it was pretty cool, but like, you know, it was definitely like the thing and I don't know, but he always goes like balls to the wall and everything he does. So yeah, still that, pretty that's cool for sure. <laughs> so but yeah. So you find yourself back, back in St. Paul or like, is this, this is the first time you live in St. Paul or did, were you from there before? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I grew up in Wisconsin for the most part, <clears throat> and like you know, we actually used to like street race in Twin Cities here a lot. So like, I knew the area, 
and I just moved here basically after college for work. Mm-hmm. So that's how I ended up here. And then, uh, got the moped from Maze, And then, you know, I, I had it stock for, I don't know, maybe a few months. I feel, I think I bought it from them in the, in the fall. So I, you know, it was running and all that, but then over the winter, I was like, all right, I'm going to, I ended up buying an A55 Tomo cylinder and putting it on and then running that like the next year to like weekly rides. It's like a circuit pipe or something. Yeah. So I did end up like, not just like <laughs> keeping it stock. I was like, yeah, I'm going to modify this thing right away. <laughs> like again, like I hadn't learned my lesson, but <laughs> it was an E50. So it was like, Hey, like this is forgiving. And this is like another stock cylinder essentially. Right. So it's like, it'll go faster, but it's not going to be crazy or like blow up or anything. So then I sort of like base that whole bike around like a stock class GP build, you know? Mm-hmm. So like that cylinder is, uh, it's got bigger transfers. It's got like four transfer ports instead of just like two. And then, you know, you can like port it and all that. So that was like the intent. So I was like, Hey, like this, I think I got like the cylinder for like 20 bucks. Cause like every, a lot of people seem to just like throw them away because they can get like the, I don't know, the 70 CC version, you know, or whatever mm-hmm. they just slap on. They're like, yeah, these things suck or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they, I always like end up giving them away for super cheap. So I have like two or three of them in the garage. I got for like dirt cheap. I was like, hell yeah. So that's how that started. And then I just like kept going into the E50s like deeper and deeper, you know, to the point where you're like, oh, now I'm like chasing that clutch dragon or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that single speed, you know, the weakness of the single speed. So. But it's been pretty fun because, like, you know, I got into it. And then there's, like, new parts coming out, like, as I'm building it, too. You know, like, those claw clutches and then, like, Rigsby with the uh, Mr. Cool Ice and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's like, hey, there's, like, more options now than just, like, a jammer clutch or, like, a lighten the two-shoe stock clutch or whatever. Yeah. There's, like, so much, like, current tech in the last couple of years It's just, like pushing the game super hard it's awesome yeah and yeah it is pretty awesome because it's like that build like i just i was like really cutting my teeth on like how do you like port things and like what are these what are these magical like degree numbers actually mean you know like <laughs> like what is exhaust timing right mm-hmm. so like i would like port it like just a little bit and then i'd like put it back together and i'd ride it for like two weeks and then i'm like all right I want to go a little faster. So I take it apart again and then I'd like port it a little more. So I did that like three or four times, but like where it is now, essentially. Yeah. So, but you know, Moped Army has like a lot of info on that. Even like, what is it like the crazy Wayne thing, you know, I don't know if there's a wiki page or his own, his home page or whatever, yeah. where it's just like, it's just like a jumbled mess of like words, but then it's like, this is the port timing you want for a single speed. And like, this is a port timing for like street use and blah, blah, blah. So like, I just started with like some of those. And then after that, I was like, what is like the port timing of like a Polini kit or like a Gila kit? And then I started like mimicking those instead. Cause I was like, yeah. this makes more sense to me. So. Yeah. But, that's like the, that's the thing I've seen. Like most people are just like, yeah, I just take like the Polini timing and I just copy it. Yeah, it's like, it's honestly the best way to do it. It's like, if you know, like, if you've ridden those kits or, like, been around them and, like, understand them, you could be like, okay, like, I know what a Polini bike feels like, so if I port my cylinder to that, 
it would theoretically be similar. I mean, it's not going to be the same because it's like different displacement and stuff, but you can kind of get the idea of like how high of a blowdown can you run without like making a door stop, right? <laughs> um, I feel like it's also especially kind of for a, a single speed. I feel like that's kind of the fun about like being able to play with a bunch of stock cylinders. Like you're just like, yeah, I just got a stack yeah. of them for a dime a dozen. Like, and so many of us, exactly. I, can, I can only imagine the amount of like stock cylinders that we've all trashed. Like I probably have 10 yeah. in my alley right now, just in a box like, wait, <laughs> waiting to go to the scrapyard, you know, just uh, like, you know, I'm fuck it, yeah. dude. You know, it's just, they start taking up so much space. You're just, what am I going to do with all this stuff? Yeah. Like people buy enough bikes and they're just like, I don't need this shit. You know, yeah. like, it's just like day 55 and I was like, Oh, and I like, I had looked up enough info to where I was like, Oh, like these, like people had done it before. Right. They put those mm-hmm. cylinders on E50s and they're like, yeah, they like rip pretty good or whatever. So then I was like, well, that's like the perfect starting point for like a, a stock class build. Um, so yeah. And then I just kept hoarding it until like, mm-hmm. it was like high enough of a blowdown to where like I needed to like tune my clutch like really well otherwise like it was just like the worst riding experience ever <laughs> you know it was like slower than a stock like going up a hill just like yeah. all right this thing makes no power under like five or six thousand rpm yeah, so it's that, like wow that sucks definitely nothing's worse than that <laughs> yeah like, so I, I like detuned um so like my e50 cobra like i was like it was like cool, like I had it, but it was like this is like the bike my like wife was riding or whatever, and she like hated like like cool. I had like a hammer, like a first gen hammer in there, mm. with, like you know some yeah. clutch springs and shit, and it would like rip off the line. And I'm like I'm like oh this feels great, I love it, like it bucks, man. This thing's sick, like like mini mini rotor, all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. And she'd get it on it and be like oh my god, like I don't like it, like it's it's like because un- it was like so like it's kind of like uncontrollable, like like. Off the or line like, stuff's just not yeah. fun. Like it, it doesn't gradually pick up. It's not very smooth off the line. It's kind of like twitchy, and it was like yeah, it's like the thing where you have to like you have to get up to like six thousand RPM, otherwise it's just going to go way too slow and it's not going to make any sense. Yeah, you know, like to move and then like people ride it and they're like, why is it so loud? It's like, well, <laughs> it has to be at that RPM, otherwise it kind of sucks. So. Exactly. So like, I, but then I once it's moving, it down, it's great. Man. You're like, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, it, but like, then it was like the exact opposite. Like now, then it got to the point where it's like, I'd ride it and I'd be like, oh, this clutch sucks. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like it just, uh, it's so the springs are weak. It engages too early. Like it's like it, it drags. We're like, we weigh like 200 pounds different. This isn't gonna work. <laughs> yeah, and that's like the crazy thing, right? Like the E50 clutch is like has crazy heat fade. Like if you just put like kickstart springs in and just like crank them down, right? Like the first mm-hmm. couple miles, it's like this thing launched great. And then like once everything's like heat soaked, you know, at like 400 degrees or whatever, it's like, oh, this like launch sucks. Like my clutch is grabbing super early, and mm-hmm. the pads are just like not working. So, you know, then once you get a clutch that works at that high stall, it's like, Oh, now I'm like bluing all the bells and like, it's just like making my engine run hotter. So that's like where that, like, um, the cool light stuff from Rigsby is like, dude, that stuff is like, it lowered my head temp like 10 degrees. Oh, really? Like straight up. Damn. I was like, whoa. 
Like this is what I needed and I didn't even realize it. Yeah. Like I've seen, like I've seen it and I've talked about it a bunch of times on the podcast. I'm like, dude, this is, this is sick. This, like this mm-hmm. tech's cool. Like that other, like uh over oversized clutch bell cover, like that thing's sick too. And I was like, dude, this mm-hmm. is like the E50 tech was rad, but I haven't like actually tried it out yet myself. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, I haven't experienced to be like, okay, cool. This really works from like, you know, there's so much stuff in mopeds. It's like someone says something works and you're not going to yeah. trust it until you actually do it yourself. So I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. like everyone says this is right. Everyone <laughs> says it works, but I haven't done it yet. And like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just like, in my mind, I'm just like, oh, well, but last time I had a Gila with some fucking jammer and red springs, like I blew the bell until the bell split in half. Like, like I've right. cut a bell in half of my clutch. I'm like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's got to do something better than, uh, better than that. <laughs> it's got to help right. some, somehow. So I and don't then know. people are going, crazy with like ktm clutches and all this stuff yeah. but like, like he, so i've talked to like eric from qcd a lot and it's like you know he blows up clutches like yeah. you know like he's just waking up and just like bam blows up but so i was talking to him about it too because i was like all right like this guy knows what he's doing you know yeah. and like i think i know what i'm doing but you know i could always be like totally wrong and then he was like yeah dude like that thing plus like a like even just like a cloth two shoes he's like it's fucking great and i'm like all right sweet and that that's what my experience has been too so i'm like hell yeah oh yeah like i've seen like it, like i've ridden beside eric like in the last year where it's like yeah. okay cool like his e50 launches just as hard as my hobbit like like this, this is crazy <laughs> that's you're crazy like, you're like what <laughs> yeah and like yeah so i'm on like the 50 cc so i have like no torque down low or anything either right mm-hmm. but it's like I just put a, I actually just finished, like, I don't know if I call it a winter build, but I just finished putting together, like, a case-inducted Euro kit on that bike, so um, that thing should have some more balls, and then nice. I'll, you know, put some shit in the clutch and see what happens. Sick. But uh, I was going to say, though, with the Cool Life, so the first year I did Midwest GP on that bike, you know, I got to run the stock two shoes. So I like lightened it all up and like put like kickstart springs in it or something. And there's like a hill on the back end of the track, like this little toilet bowl section. Then you got to go up this fucking hill, right? So mm-hmm. it's like a, it's almost like a hairpin curve and then a hill. So it's like literally the worst thing for a single speed <laughs> bike, right? <laughs> so like the first year I could make it like maybe five laps around the track. And then my clutch would just like, just get heat soaked so bad and I'm going up the hill like slower and slower every lap and I'm just like fuck <laughs> you know like well all those leads I have on people are now gone Yeah. but this past year I had like the you know the oil cooler ring and the fins and all that you know look like a computer heat sink out there it did fucking great and I was like hell yeah so I was pretty stoked on it Tight. Like, but, like, yeah. that's the best so like when you like know what something's like one way and then you try something else and you act and you get to actually feel the difference. Like there's so many things you do in mopeds that like, it's hard to tell like if it, how much it's changing or how much is affecting it. Yeah. And if you have like ADD, you just like, you change like (laughs) five things at once and then you're just like, I don't know if it made a difference. (laughs) Why did I do that? (laughs) Like I always try to preach to myself like, Oh, one variable at a time. And it's like, no, like I just bought four new parts. They all need to go in right now. (laughs) I know. Right. Like you tell people that and then you turn around and you're just like, fuck it. I'm doing it all right now. Yeah. Fucking send it, bro. Right. (laughs) 
but dude, so you so you have a you had like three bikes at this time. Like, did you did you keep diving um, down the hole and getting more or? Yeah, so I rode the Pinto with the guys locally, and that was so actually. All right, now I'm going backwards a little bit again, but um, the first ride I went on, I think, was in 2019 with those guys with like the casseroles, and uh, it's kind of funny. The first ride was uh, Marie Woodis, and um, she lives in Kansas City now, mm-hmm. but Moped Pizza. she's known as like. Yeah, yep, exactly. She's known as like really fun rides, and I just like showed up and I don't know anybody or whatever. And she's like, okay. And she's like, hey, you're new. And I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. And she's like, all right, well, here's the route. And she like pulled out a napkin <laughs> and she like drew on it with like a crayon and it's just like a bunch of scribbles. And she's like, here's the route if you get lost, like new guy. I'm just like, what? <laughs> so then, like, I'm just like kind of confused, right? So then we go on the ride and it's like, you know, she, she like took us through like trailer parks and we were like going through like bike lanes and like all this like crazy shit. And I was just like, Holy cow. <laughs> it was, it was super fun. And she always has good rides, but for being like my first ride, like that sets the bar pretty high. I was like, wow. Like I can't even imagine what the fuck these guys are doing other weeks, <laughs> you know? So like shout out to Marie for, uh, yeah. yeah, doing that. Like, but if you're, yeah. if you're, if anyone out there's in mopeds and you're like, listen to this podcast, dude, you have to like, I, I, I'm, this is one of those things where I need to preach to myself again, too. It's like, there needs to be like one ratchet ride a month. Like, like <laughs> yeah, you have your weekly rides and it's cool. And someone's leading, they're doing something at least once a month. You guys got to get weird with it, dude. You got to go do some sketchy yeah. shit that you can only do mm-hmm. on mopeds that makes you guys remember exactly. like, why we're riding mopeds. Like, yeah, like today we went and rode some mountain bike trails and all the mountain bikers were pissed, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, like borderline illegal yeah. or illegal or whatever. You know, I don't know. Maybe you put a disclaimer and you're just like, hey, <laughs> this is going to be that ride. <laughs> we, will, we are not the stopping for the cops. If you get hemmed up, sorry. <laughs> I remember, dude, I remember one rally we took. Um, We did our Friday night ride. And like we did, we rode everyone like around. It was cool. Like our Friday and our red nights are always like the city ride. And like we're just ripping on it, doing doing crazy shit, and like we come around this corner and we take everyone into this park, and the like where you can mm-hmm. see like this big like overlook of the city skyline in the distance, and then we just like bomb this big grass hill, and we're just like <laughs> <laughs> didn't tell any, didn't tell anyone, <laughs> and you just see this like like this like pack of like you know fifty mopeds or whatever like coming down this hill at nighttime with their lights on like and everyone's just like sketched out like some people just like bailed like, they yeah. didn't, they didn't even do it they turned around and we're like, right, just, like, like fuck this <laughs> yeah. I've definitely seen that on some of the rides here like well not a whole like grass hill but like sometimes you get like a couple people are like you know what I am not about to do what you guys are gonna do and it's just like eh, whatever <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, sometimes I feel like I feel bad when like when like people show up to moped rides and like yeah it's yeah. cool we're always like yeah you can have like ride whatever you run, you bought you know you run what you brung like you got a motorcycle mm-hmm. cool you got a like whatever like bring it that's fine <laughs> but then I'm like mm, 
I'm about to do some sketchy shit. This dude's on a crotch <laughs> rocket. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I should, you know, like a crotch rocket on a bike path, like going over a bridge or something. It's like, like what the hey, fuck? Man, just like you, know, you gotta have like the disclaimer, like yeah, dude. Like when we get to this spot and shit feels a little a little sketchy to you, just stay where you're at. We'll be back in like five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> we're like we'll make a loop to come back a, and get you. Yeah. We're gonna go take a rip over here. We'll be back. Yeah. Dude, I was super gun ho last week and we had the scooter rally in town and like some people oh, yeah. some people were in town. I was just like, dude, like Sunday was going on and the scooter rally like decided they weren't doing a Sunday ride. At least they didn't have it like in their itinerary. Like they kind of threw it mm-hmm. up on their website like last minute, like, oh yeah, we're gonna like run back the ride we did yesterday. And I was like, uh, I don't wanna do that. And I was just like, yo, if anyone's down, like I'm trying to do like a woods trail ripper and I just like <laughs> had like all the trails that like that we can like that are mountain bike mm-hmm. trails or bicycle trails around the city. And I was like, dude, like I got a pretty sick loop where we can just hit like six or seven bicycle trails and like keep popping around and like, just do them all like back to back. And like, right. You no got one, linked up. Yeah. Like yeah. no one pulled up. No one pulled up, dude. I was like, yo, just meet me at my house. No one showed up. And I was like, all right, you guys are all, you guys are all whacked. Dude. You're all lame. <laughs> oh, like that's like, yeah, I think Jim talked about this. He like went to a couple of like scooter rides or something, mm-hmm. and he's like, sometimes, well, like the one he always talked about is like everybody went the speed limit, everybody like had turn signals, and like everybody was in a single file line, like no passing and all oh, that yeah. stuff. I was like, yeah, I don't know, but that does sound pretty lame. Yeah. <laughs> like they're, they're super, like they're super legit. Like it's cool. Like I love like the one here, like our scooter club here. I love them because they're like their age group varies, but they are like a little bit older than us. And like, mm. they're just like really like good about planning and like, they yeah, have like, like actually organized. Yeah. They're <laughs> organized. They have like, you know, meetings and they show up and like they do cool stuff and they build like rad, like games and toys and like, fuck it. I don't know. They do really cool stuff. And like they, mm-hmm. the, the rides they host, like, you know, on Sundays, like once a month or whatever, like fun rides, like we'll go on those a bunch and like kick around like it's sick they're always doing a job it's always fun but i'm just like yeah but it's i'm sure like each group is like different too right like you got like Mm -hmm. some people are way uptight and it's even that's different like inside the scooter club so we have a couple different scooter clubs here and some are just like wild and like like ready to get into some like mischief like us and then like some Mm -hmm. are just like all right guys today we're gonna be two abreast we're gonna have a safety meeting before the ride starts (laughs) let everyone know like what the hand signals mean and like you know, yeah, yeah. If, if if you if we come through a red light and the pack and the pack gets split, you know, we'll the front pack will know it. We'll, we'll like pull over and we'll wait for you. And I'm just like, yeah. uh, this is why you guys have the mopeders on the ride. Like, uh, we'll we'll handle the red lights. Dude. We're not stopping for shit. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I was like, oh, I don't know what these guys would do without us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. <clears throat> so. Then, well, so like I rode with them a bit in 2019, and I think around that time I was talking to Andy a lot again because he was like heavy into moped. Yeah. And then he did, he made like the whole stage six adapter kit for Hobbits, mm-hmm. and he knew that I had like these fucking half put together Peugeots all like most of my life, right? Yeah. So he was like, "Dude, you want you want me to make you an adapter for a Peugeot?" He's like, for a stage six kid, like, I'll do it. Like, like it'll be fun. <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So 
then I started building that stupid thing. And uh, that was, I think that was started in 2019 or 2020. But I didn't even like, I remember the first time I started that. It must have been in 2020 sometime, but regardless, um, you know, I was riding it and I was like, wow, this thing is like wicked fast, right? Mm -hmm. And within like two or three blocks from my house, I had bent the crankshaft on the variator side. Because I was like looking down, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And like the inner rotor on the other side was like rubbing the housing and it was like melting. And then like the other side, like you could see like the variator, like with a bunch of run out and you're like, what the fuck? So then I was like, oh, fuck. But then I like, you know, shut it down, did the lock of shame back home. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, you know, I went through, I don't know. That's, that's like the whole story with that stupid thing. Like, it's like, I get it running something breaks and then I like restart. I did that like four or five times. Like full, and re- then full rebuilds each time. Usually not full rebuild for sure with the crank, but, um, you know, that or like, you know, the typical like things falling off on a French bike. Mm-hmm. Like I could not get my fucking like mechanical Polini water pump. I couldn't get it to not fall off when yeah. I was riding. Yeah. So then I was like, all right, I'm just going to go with like the, you know, the, the Bosch Volkswagen. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I would switch to this thing, you know, and it's just been like an iteration, but, um, are you running, so it, then with I a, finally, you running it with a switch? Cause I've, I've heard like people talk about running the, the, the yeah. water pump with a switch. So you're not like keeping it too cold. Yep. Yeah. I have a switch. Um, so then I just, yeah, it just hooked up to like the, little 12 volt like milwaukee battery and then a switch and that's like so when i went to moped gp midwest the first year like shane and like tim you know they have like heavy into the french bikes too Mm -hmm. like that's a lot of how they set things up so then like after that i was like all right so i went back to my build and i'm like okay i got like some good inspiration here some like better ideas on how to like do this shit yeah Cause like you know, I didn't really built like a full blown, like racing French bike at the time. Right. So it was like, you know, kind of a lot of shit going on. Like I could read a lot about it, but until they started like riding one around, you're like, Oh fuck, <laughs> you know, this is falling off or this is breaking. And then App- like, application, uh, like the, the like- yeah, yeah. Like setting up your belt tension and your spring and everything is like huge. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so, <clears throat> but I did end up racing that bike at, gp this past this year which was sweet i tried to do it the previous year but like i just like couldn't get it like finished in time so like how is that motor like how's it feel because i was like that's one of the things it's, too i just wanted to ask you a ton about was this bike you know i'm just like dude yeah this thing's sick it's like <clears throat> at first it was like really scary like i like was like timid to like ride it because i was like this thing is like like insanely fast right and, like, everybody, I feel like, was, like, the Hobbit version, like, so similar things, right? There's, like, it's fucking fast, right? So, it was, and then, like, I remember, like, the second or third iteration, um, it was, like, goading, you know, where, like, it would kick in and kick out, you know, like, yeah. the spring was too weak. Mm-hmm. So, like, then it was, like, doing that one day, and I was just, like, holy shit, I'm gonna die, you know? <laughs> but, like, <clears throat> once everything is, like, solid, it actually feels really good. Like I know um, Calder and uh, West, yeah. he has the other adapter and he has it on a TSM. 
And I think he runs like the Doppler pipe and just like a regular um, rear clutch pulley. And like, you know, we both kind of agreed like, yeah, it feels really good actually once you like kind of get it tuned in to just like ride. Like it's not that scary. It's like once you kind of understand what's going on. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty sweet. Like I, I've, I've neglected to like actually bring it out on a weekly ride, which I tried to do this year, but um, with the newborn and that, I didn't really have the time to do that. So mm-hmm. I think I owe those guys to bring it out like this coming year a couple of times or whatever, you know, like hand off those, let... those small rides. Yeah. And like, you know, let people ride it and be like, see what it's all about. Yeah. But it's, it is crazy. Cause like I have a crank spike on it now mm-hmm. and you know, I, it like the variators tuned in for like, I don't know, like 95 or 10,000 RPM is kind of where I'm trying to stay to like stay in the power band of that pipe. Mm-hmm. But if I just let it rev, it'll like rev over like 13 K. It's like easy. Like the, it's weird. It, it's like, I don't know how to describe it better, but like the cylinder wants to rev higher, even though the pipe makes the most power at a lower RPM. Right. Mm. Like, so it's like, it's kind of weird. At least that's like in my experience on how like the bike feels like it'll run fine at this RPM, but like, it'll just keep going. It's like, this thing is like insane. Right. But I guess like with their, you know, with the, setup that they probably recommend some like stage six pipe or whatever it's probably hitting like you know fourteen thousand rpm or some crazy number right so i guess that kind of makes sense if you matched that pipe to that cylinder but like you know we're kind of detuning it in a way because it's like hey i don't really need 20 horsepower it's like do you want to wind it out on some long stretch or are you trying to like you know keep it like quick right yeah yeah and like yeah so I don't know. Um, the bike's fun, and I really like need to ride it more to like get it like really dialed in. To be honest, like yeah. when I was riding it at the track this past year, like <clears throat> it's just like every every practice like session or lap, I'm just like, all right, I gotta change this. I gotta change this, right? So it's like an ongoing effort to like retune or like optimize it. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that'll be something I tinker with over the winter here because. Uh, you know sick like why what, not? who um who did the um the disc brakes on the on the movie mags because that's what it looks like it looks like movie like six oh. or whatever yeah yeah i made those um so like part of this well i got a lathe at some point um and then i started just like making stuff or like i wanted to learn how to like machine things did you have so a like, background or it was just you just want to give it a shot no, like in high school, I'd taken some classes and I think I used the lathe like a couple times and like some welding classes in high school. But like beyond that, like I have an engineering degree and I work at like a wastewater treatment plant. So like I, I'm not really sabbing up stuff on the day to day. Right. So mm-hmm. um, it's definitely just like amateur machining on my part. But um, yeah, like I made the uh, disc adapter for that wheel um <clears throat> on the lathe out of like some aluminum and then i ended up making one for jim which is on his baker's bike actually okay. so like his disc brake on that hobbit with the spokes wheel um is like real similar to the setup i have it's just you know like the offset and stuff is made for a hobbit 
but it's like the same caliper bracket, the same disc, um, you know, so it's essentially really similar. But so I made those. And then that was like kind of like testing the waters. Like, do I actually know what I'm doing? Can I actually do this? You know, because if you have a lathe and you're just like, oh, I'm going to make a spacer. <laughs> it's it. like, yeah, you can make spacers. But like, unless you're like, I'm going to kind of challenge myself to like make something. That's when you like start to learn like, oh, yeah, I got to do this. And then I got to do this or whatever. Right. Yeah, it's crazy, so. dude. Like, I, I feel like that's where I would be. Like, I'd buy, like, some, like, cheap lathe from, like, Harbor Freight, and it'd be like, mm-hmm. I only have this so I can make perfect world spacers every time. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is useful. <laughs> There's nothing worse like, than, like, having to just, like, scrounge spacers yeah. out of, like, the trash in your garage, you know? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> where's that magic bucket? <laughs> yeah, where's my a bazillion 12-millimeter washers, right? Yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> to, like, space it out. Yeah. And then, so I also made another disc for a guy here for his, like, Tomos. It's actually, like, a, what do you have? It's a TX-50, but he's got, um, like, the Tomos Revival rear rim on there. Mm-hmm. So he's like, dude, make me a disc break. So he made, I made him a disc, like, um, to, like, push into that wheel. And then he, like, powder-coated a bunch of stuff for me. So, Hell yeah. you know, it's kind of trading. It's going to trade, like, labor for labor or, like, yeah. labor for, like, parts. That barter like game. I traded some guy like some variator stuff for like setting up, you know, making him some like Durlin like press fit stuff or whatever. Yeah. So it's it definitely interesting. And the more stuff I make, <laughs> the more people at the local rides are like, Hey, can you make this? <laughs> can you make this? And now I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, I gotta wait. build my own shit too. Like, wait, what well, you know? what else do I need? Hold on. What do you got to trade here? We gotta get this barter system going. Yeah. Strong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like money's cool and all, but like sometimes, like people got like cool parts and stuff. Okay, let me see that. Like I just like off like a bunch of moped stuff. Not even enough. Like I got rid of a bunch of stuff recently. I threw away a bunch of things, and then like I was just like, "Yo, someone just come to our garage and just dig through my piles of all this extra Hobbit stuff and take things." I was like, "Give me!" I gave away a yellow like Hobbit frame and tank for like like twenty dollars or something. I was like, "Please!" I was like, "Just take it!" Like. Right, <laughs> like it's in the You're way. Just getting rid of stuff. Yeah, like I have so much stuff in the way. Like, like if if mm-hmm. I give you this, will you take this other stuff too? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just helped a friend actually buy his first moped. So oh, like, yeah. he'd been sending me a bunch of stuff. Like he sent me. It was like two days ago, actually, and he sent me a fuck. He sent me a Jawa, and it was like five hundred dollars. And I was like, dude, like stop you know and then like i like hit up a local guy and he was like yeah like i got a free spirit for like 200 bucks and i was like all right like we're going right now we're gonna go buy this thing because it's like you know it runs and it's a free spirit and it's an e50 and you're not gonna die trying to fix it yeah but uh you know like trying to get him into it and then he's just like you know, he's like taking the bang carburetor apart and just like, I was like, what size jet is it? And I was like, I got like a handful of jets in my garage and I'm never planning on running a bang again. So just, yeah. <laughs> just taste yeah. them, <laughs> you know, like I can just give him all of like the very mild, like tuning things that I have that I like probably won't use. Right. Mm-hmm. Or like won't use for like at least a year. It's like, I'm going to use this shit because it's just sitting here. <clears throat> It's crazy yeah. how fast the stuff grows, man. Like the piles of parts and extras, like they, yeah. just, they just pile up so quickly. Yeah, like how many stock clutch bells do I need? Like not this many, <laughs> or like stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like I have a really bad habit of like like working on too many bikes at a, at a time. Where it's like, okay, cool, I'm gonna like buy parts for this one bike. But then my ADD kicks in, and I'm like, three months later, like I'm doing a completely different bike. So I still have yeah. like brand new parts for like multiple mopeds that I've never even like used. Yeah, they're just like sitting no, around for like the other bike. I'm like, oh, all those go to the other bike. But my current mm-hmm. plan is to like work on this bike that has no parts yet that I still need to go buy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Dude, yeah. And, like, yeah, it's, like, so after I got, like, the Tinto, I was working on the 103. Um, like, me and Jim ended up going and buying, like, two Grand Prix, and then the guy had a Mondial, so I was like, all right, I'll buy that, too. And then I we went to the Mad Brapper's house, and I bought a Peugeot GL10 from him. So then, like, you know, I leave, you know, I have, like, two bikes in the garage, and I come back, now I got five, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's just, like, all right, here we go. Hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, like, knew about all these. I was like, oh, yeah, this is a rare, like, French bike or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, rare, if you will. I don't know how you describe it, but. Um, and a, then, a like. And a and a Jeep and a Grand Prix are pretty rare. Like, they're, they're, they're yeah, on the higher right. scale not, of rarity. That's true. They're not like common, right? Yeah. They're just. Uh, I definitely put them in the top five of like rare bikes in the states for sure. Sure, but, yeah. But not including yeah. like some one-off shit that Dose brought in, you know? Like, well, that's like the GL10, right? It's like a mini bike, right? It's mm-hmm. Like, all right, well, there's probably a couple of these. Like, I know Travis King has one, and then obviously I have one, but I'm like, I don't know if anybody else has one. Maybe, but that's the thing, right? It's imported, so mm-hmm. there's not going to be that many of them anyway. Those are fun though. But, it's like you, it's like the stuff you just never want to get rid of. It's like ah, I have it and it's cool. <laughs> Even when you don't want to ride them anymore, you're just like it's, it makes, yeah. that's the only thing that sucks about buying bikes like that. You're like even when yeah. you're kind of over them, you're like, oh, it's like, like, I don't want to sell it though either. Get rid of it. Like it took me so yeah. long to sell my Grand Prix. Like I had it not, okay. not running, just sitting in the corner of my garage as a roller for probably three <clears throat> three years before I was like, okay, Damn. I'm gonna I'm gonna sell it. You know, like. <laughs> That's like I actually sold mine like somewhat quickly actually after I got it because I was like fuck I got a bunch of bikes now yeah but um I mean bunch as in like I don't know probably not that many <laughs> compared to some people right what? but like in my mind <laughs> yeah it was like stressing me out already I was like fuck like only like two of these bikes run like I gotta figure all this out yeah. but I ended up like getting uh, a bunch of parts from a guy like I gave him the bike. And then he gave me like an SPX frame and like a bunch of parts. So then I was like, all right, I'm going to put stage six on this like SPX frame, right? Mm-hmm. And then that, that frame is just like sitting in the garage still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I might actually try to do that this winter. Mm-hmm. I swap everything over to that frame just because of like the carburetor access isn't like a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, you know, because the swing arm isn't in the way essentially. What swing arm do you so, have on yours, by the way? Because I feel like it's not like the normal 103 swing arm. Yeah, it's a Melosi one. Uh, like Treat sells them okay. even. And it's just like, you know, a boxed in rectangle of the of the stock one. But I'm pretty sure like the the clutch pulley, when you put it on, like it's actually spaced out farther compared to the stock one. Because when you like do your belt alignment and all that, like you end up having to put like way more spacers on than you would with like a stock swing arm. Yeah. But the advantage is you no, know, the swing arm is like way more rigid and less flimsy than the stock one. Cause you know, stock one can get a little wobbly. Mm-hmm. That's something I want to like, and there's like more room for a carb and stuff too. Yeah. 
one of the weird things about like the single variated game is just like belt alignment. Like it's like all the dual variant yeah. is like cool. Like you just plug it up and like they work. Like they're already aligned. But like the dual variant right. game is like such a game with like oh like well yep. where's it gonna be when it's fully variated versus like you know you have to like play with it and get it like just right or else you're gonna have like problems. <laughs> yeah, well you learn really quick. It's like all right, I have to put this at fully variated and not variated and make sure everything still works at both locations, right? Yeah. Like all my radiator hoses and water pump is like fucking moving around and like, you know, is the spring binding, is the belt lined up right or whatever. Is the carb hitting the frame or something stupid. Yeah. What kind of uh what kind of radiator are you running on that bike? So I had one of those like small polini ones on there. Like the little, <clears> little um, snake not the snake one, but it was it's like the size of like, I don't know, like a piece of paper, roughly. It's not even that big even. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of small. And I like at the track, I was like, oh, this thing is like running like my, my water temps are like 200 degrees. I was like, fuck, that's kind of hot. So now I have like a KTM, I don't know, SX50 radiator on there or something. It's like twice the size. And again, it's like, hit up Tim and Shane like hey what radiator do you run this thing was running like way too hot like mm-hmm. I'd rather it run at like 160 than 200 right yeah so I just like plumbed all that stuff in like another learning experience just from you know riding at the track like oh you know this was like not ideal right yeah so that's a cool know, thing because you're just like hammering on it next guy you know yeah I mean it's a great resource and like even like Another kind of funny story is like the first year I went to Midwest GP, I just brought like the Pinto. I was like, I'm going to be in thought class, whatever. But like, I was like setting everything up and like getting it all like set up, you know, right like day before, right? Like typical moped mm-hmm. stuff. And then I was like, all right, I got to leave today. So I like put the bike in the car and I'm like, oh, I need like some tools. So I just like throw random tools in a bag <laughs> and then like, I don't know, like I brought a tent and like I didn't bring like any food <laughs> or like anything. And this track's like in the middle of nowhere, Iowa. So like I show up and it's like 90 degrees and you're like sitting in a pit and I'm like, I don't have a tent or any form of like shade. I'm just like roasting out here. But like shout out to Jay Kane. He's like, yo, dude, you can just like poach on my like tent setup and all that. So like, you know. He helped me out, and I like borrowed tools from like everybody because I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, you know, because I was so hyper focused on like getting both head ready for it, I like didn't have literally anything else. <laughs> just like super unprepared. So like this year, I was like, all right, I'm gonna get a tent, and then like bring tools. Like I'm gonna get all this shit, and it's gonna be like great, you know. So you live and you learn. Yeah, that's right. Uh, like I've still never gone to like one of the races, so I'm just like kind of like jealous of everyone who like lives like s- kind of close to one yeah it's five hours for us to get to the iowa track i think roughly yeah so i think our closest would be going to like uh new york the, right the, the boston races yeah dude they just changed their um gp rules did that kind of weird yeah it's like their stock class rules are like weird i mean i don't know i'm not trying to like down on them or anything but i was like reading them and it says like no mini no mini rotors if you're in stock class and i was like what like you can't run an hpi in stock class i guess or something i don't know 
I don't know what the deal is. But I knew they were talking about changing them because, um, I don't know, I guess they wanted to. So now we got different rules for different uh, races. So yeah, I thought they were like, I thought it was like everyone kind of like agreed upon a thing and then like whatever is under this MotoGP like title. They're yeah, all that's like what, the same rules. That's like my impression was too. And then like I saw they were like posting a bunch about it and I was like, whoa, I didn't even realize like the rules are different for stock class like at least right and like west hasn't done it in like a while so i guess i don't even know what the rules are either but yeah dude i was super who knows? i'm still every time i see the uh the, the motocross event one i'm just like dude like oh yeah like, nebraska like, or whatever yeah, like, uh, like why does it have to be all the way in fucking nebraska like dude it's even far for like us i mean like obviously it's way far away for you but yeah that's i don't know i haven't been to one but it'd be like super interesting to go I don't know if I would like build a bike for it though. I feel like I would be like, I would be on somebody's team if they would have me, you know, like <laughs> you guys already have the bike. Like I, I'd be all about it. dude. I'm like, okay, like this is the kick in the ass I needed to build the bike, you know? Yeah. Build the dirt pad. Everybody, yeah. everybody's always talking about building dirt pads. So you might as well just pull the plug. Yeah. It. We're, we're 19 hours from Nebraska. So I'm like, like it would be a long time before I'd be like, okay, like I can go. Like, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Then you're in Nebraska, man. Yeah. Those out there in the cornfield ripping it up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, just gonna, like just build like some like because we have a ton of like mountain bike trails around here that are like fun to ride, but it's not like made for like yeah. pads and stuff. So I'm like, you have to like find a spot and like build your own, like find some abandoned fields and shit that no one's using. Like we could find some spot that's out in the cut yeah. somewhere here and just kind of like build some shit like low key, like that no one like you know is gonna care about. There's get, even you know, like. I recently found this weird Instagram page. It's not weird, but it's like chicken, what is it called? Chicken fried choppers or something. And it's a bunch of dudes that like make choppers, like old Harley choppers or whatever or something. And then they all have like those weird, like mini bikes with like generator engines on them. You know what I'm talking about? Like a dude will show up at the weekly ride with one of those and he's like, oh, God damn it. Um, <laughs> But they take them and they do like a dirt cross event with them every year. I, I don't know what they do. I just was like looking on their Instagram. They got a bunch of videos and it's like 10 dudes on those like little generator bikes. And they're just like on the dirt track and they're like racing. And I was like, yeah. whoa, it looks pretty fun actually. I, just I was like, why don't we do that with mopeds? Yeah, <laughs> I just pulled it up and like the track, the dirt track they made, like they have an overhead view. Like a like a yeah. sky view looking down at the track. It's legit track, dude. It's kind of crazy. It's like a motocross track. Yeah, it's a big it's like, course. It's obviously like smaller, but like you know, there's not like insane jumps or anything. But it's like that looks pretty fun. You're just like ripping around corners, you know, trying to. If I built if I built one for mopeds, I would definitely make like really small like tabletop jumps. Like nothing, nothing crazy, go. but like, you know, cool. You, you hit this jump, you can like land like level, like, you know, you don't have to worry about launching and right, you're not going to, yeah. Yeah. And you're not going to like bust your frame in half or something yeah, silly. Yeah, and like, like, something oh, shit. Like, like a little two footer, dude. Like that'd be super uh-huh. fun, dude. Yeah. Just some mellow. It's like a little, get the flow of it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, we're doing motor. But yeah, we I saw that and I was like, I was like, if these dudes can do it, like wherever the fuck they are. I was like, dude, anybody can do it. 
they just gotta have like a fucking dirt field. Like there's space out there. Like who's got a little land? Make this shit happen. <laughs> Like there's this big empty field like around the corner from my house, and I'm I've mm. kind of been like toying with the idea of just like oh maybe I should just go like pinch a tent like in this field one night just to see if I can get yeah. away with it. No one, no cops, no one says anything, and be like, all right, I'm gonna have a bonfire out here one night. Just keep doing random shit in this field and see how much you can get away with because it's like it's a big open area, and I'm like, and there's so much open parking around it, and it's like you're just claim squatter rights eventually yeah, like no this, this is actually my land yeah like, like right across the street from it because like the side of town i mean it's like cool it's like it used to be kind of hood now it's not so much and you're fine but like right across the street from that field is these like abandoned tennis courts that used to be like oh this was like a, a nice tennis court one time that was fenced in and now mm-hmm. like the fucking skateboarders took over this like park oh yeah and they just kinda, like, <laughs> built a bunch of random ramps and then like yeah it's just like spray paint and random ramps is built like in this like spot where used to be tennis courts and like the yeah. city does not care. They don't say anything about it. Like no one says anything. So I'm like, dude, I can totally you take can do over the same this field thing. and no one's going to care. Yeah. I mean, there's only one way to find out. I know, man. I just, just got to go, you know, who's got the, all the used tires and just start making shit, like making that like track out there, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's like, so like Mays lives not too far from me and he has like a, <clears throat> he's like an electric KTM dirt bike. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, like even on his like YouTube and stuff, you guys have probably seen it. Like he'll just like do like for back, lack of a better word, like urban, like fucking dirt biking. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, going. he's like half the time he's just going around St. Paul, just like riding like fields and like train tracks and stuff. And then he's like, yeah, it's electric too. So like, you're not like, revving the hell out of a two-stroke like you know 50 feet from some dude's backyard in st paul they're not going to call the cops on you you know it just sounds like a big wheel or something (laughs) dude i've definitely i've only been there like i had my first dirt bike was only like a couple years ago i was like dude like Mm. i bought a like a yz 125 but there's like barely anywhere to ride it unless i wanted to like put it on my van and tow it to the trail and I was like, yeah, I know that I know this fields that I used to go ride in this field, like around the, around the corner from my house. And I just like ripped back and forth from this field, like doing wheelies and like burnouts and spinning donuts, <laughs> you know, having a blast until, yeah. like, until like one day, just like this, like this, like, you know, 30 some year old, like Caucasian dude just comes walking up to me like real, real mellow. He's like, Hey man, like, I know you're having yeah, fun over that. here, but, but, but. <laughs> But dude, man, I got I got an infant sleeping in the house like three blocks from here, and all I hear is this fucking two. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, man, you're you're right, you're right. I'm sorry. Like, I know your wife just beat you over the head to come yell at me, but like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, do I really have to go do this? Yeah, he's just like staring at him. He's like, fuck, I guess I do. <laughs> yeah, I felt I felt so bad. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, dude. This like the only field like around here, you know, like, <laughs> right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, I don't know. That's, oh yeah. One last thing about field. Um, like JTT, I went to JTT this year in like mm-hmm. green day, like just the tip ride or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And like you end at the camp spot and it's literally just a field, you know, like, like you're saying, it's just like a road. And then just like, there's just like a field in the middle of like the woods and like some buildings. And so, yeah, we're all just going to, like, camp and party here. <laughs> and then, like, you know, P- 
people like ride by or drive by and they're just thinking like, what the hell is those dudes doing out in that field? Right. Cause like <laughs> you just got a bunch of mopeds and like drunk people like doing whatever. Right. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, the locals, I don't know. It seemed pretty split if the locals liked them or not. So it was kind of funny. One sight. It's like, you've been like doing this thing for a while now, a couple of years, you're like riding mopeds locally. You're doing this MotoGP races. Like, have you like yeah. hit like any other rallies and stuff or just like the kind of local area things? Yeah. I haven't, the only like rally per se, if you call it a rally would be like JTT that I've been to. Cause, uh, you know, getting into it like heavy in 2020, obviously like nothing was happening. Yeah, the, right? the worst time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> and, like, this year, I was supposed to go to Daggers, too, but, like, I was, like, pretty sick, and I was like, dude, if I have COVID, I can't just, like, show up for this thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but JTT and, like, Midwest GP have been the two, like, main events, and then um, I think I got out to, like, Detroit and did, like, a weekly ride over there, like, this summer, too, which is kind of rad, like, different scene, different people, different bikes. Um been down to Milwaukee, rode with like Ryan and those guys. Ryan, I rode with Ryan and Nick one day. We rode like mini bikes all over. That was pretty sick. That's but uh, yeah, I'm itching to get out somewhere. Um, I saw like Sacramento as the national rally. Um, yeah, land squids. You know, so I was like, dude, that would be sick. I was talking to one dude and he just said, water slides and jet skis and i was like whoa <laughs> son of a bitch they're feeling wet wet i'm in <laughs> dude yeah i was like dude jet skis like i don't like this is yeah i don't know it'd be interesting to see but uh now i'm jealous yeah man uh, i gotta get out to some more things like meet some strangers i talk to on the internet all the time right oh, yeah, but, of course uh, man I definitely in the plans <laughs> that's the best part about it dude getting out meeting the community dude like it's funny like to think that mopeds like bring people together <laughs> yeah well like even like going out east with jim it's like all right we're gonna stay at like the mad rapper's house there's like his mom's house or something <laughs> and then we like went to the zero shop the next night and it's like yeah we're not like paying for a hotel or anything we're just stopping at moped people's places and crashing <laughs> i feel like that's kind of like how the whole thing started it was just like all right like there's mopeds and there's these clubs and now this is like your way to use yeah. the internet to like stay in cities for free. Like, cool. Now like you're on this yeah. website and all I have to do is like sh send a shout out and like someone will like, Dude, give man. you a loner and a couch to sleep on no matter what city you're going to. Road trips are never the same now because you're just like, wait, what city are we in? Yeah, there's a club here. Yeah. <laughs> all right, listen, we need two loners, two helmets, your best pizza place and a couch to sleep on. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and it's like done yeah easy and like people make it happen right that's sweet yeah. it's weird i tell you like like every time like someone from out of town comes to richmond we're just like all right like we aren't the most consistent for our weekly rides like we're not always doing shit but if someone comes to town we're gonna have we're gonna show them a good time dude it's like all right cool yeah like, you need a place to stay like here's a bike like we'll take you on a ride mm -hmm. we'll like go rip some shit up we'll have a cookout like we'll get down for sure you know, anytime. Right. Make it up. happen. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's definitely the fun part. Even like going to uh, Detroit there. Like I, we ended up like riding like Yipsy and Ann Arbor area, but mm -hmm. like showed up at this dude, um, what was his name? Matt, Matthew Mitchell. Um, just like showed up at his house 
like and nobody else was there and i was like hey i'm here to like get a loner moped and ride and he's like all right sick. <laughs> like you know so like, he hooked me up and it was sweet like I feel like I feel really bad for like the West Coast people sometimes because I'm just like this the whole like yeah they can't clo- just the, drive yeah, a couple hours the closeness of all of all the Midwest like clubs and moped scenes it's like dude like within like a five six hour radius you can probably be at like eight different like you know rides or group events or clubs right. and that's kind of the same yeah. thing on the East Coast it's like you know I can go down south and I can be with like the QCB and the Buzzards and like the swoops and all this stuff like trash pandas, like all are really close that way. I can go up North and it's like LSLB and Legion and like wizards and like, you know, hit all the New York clubs and just like, everything's like, well then five hours North or South of Richmond. It's like, we can be in, in a different bunch of different places and go ride. It's fun. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. It's like the East coast, you know, yeah, population density kicking in. You guys got, you guys got stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> tied in, tied in. I like it. Like hopefully, yeah. like we can throw a rally next year, dude, and just be like, "All right, dude, let's fucking let's have a banger in Richmond, dude. Bring it, bring it back." Yeah, I I only know this because I think Jim says it, but he always says that like the casseroles might have a rally this summer, so we'll see. We'll see, dude. We're gonna fucking have all we'll the casseroles have a casserole bake off, dude. Yeah, they better <laughs> do something goofy like that, right? <laughs> like this one's got spaghetti in it. I want to try it. <laughs> This one's uh, a traditional Minnesota dish. <laughs> so, <laughs> Start so putting weird shit in it. What are your plans for like the future with uh, moped and stuff? You plan on sticking with it for a long time, and like you got some builds you're trying to get to. Yeah, I'm gonna finish some builds here this winter. I got a stage six bike. I'm gonna button up, have it ready to go. I got that GL10. It's in like a thousand pieces right now. It's like in a box actually in my garage. Mm. And I just pulled it out today and I'm like, all right. Like I got everything painted. I had Lizzie from uh, Black Pipes like redo the wheels. Mm, so like shout out to her. And yeah, all trued up, like bigger spokes and like the spoke size was like non existent. And you know, she figured it out. So uh, I'm going to piece that thing together. And like, I don't know. Yeah. I got a few projects I got to finish up here and then, uh, I don't know. hit some stuff up this summer. It's It'd tired. be sweet to get out to like Sacramento or anything, but if they have a rally here, obviously that'd be sick too. And I'll probably try and get like at least a loner bike for somebody or something too, if they want to fly in. Right. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, well, which yeah, is cool. Keep like, at if it. you have extra bikes, man, like anyone out there, you got an extra bike, like, Get well, that's that, the thing, yeah. Get that thing tuned up, dude. Like, at least have like one extra that just like is like decent, reliable. It doesn't have to be the fastest bike, but it can be like something you can always like have like ready to go right. when someone comes from out of town, dude. Like, yeah. So, I figure I talk to enough people on the internet. Like, somebody might be like, "Yo, <laughs> I'm going to this. You got a bike for me?" And I'm like, "Fuck, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah." Gotta come scrounging. <laughs> like, that happened to me this year, dude. It was like, like a bunch of dudes from my club, like that live out west, were like, "Yo, like we're coming to Philly," and I'm like, "Like we need loaners." And I was oh, like, uh, "Damn it! Like, how long do I got? Two weeks? Like, I guess like yeah. <laughs> I can butt in a couple of bikes up that are close, you know?" <laughs> right. It was yeah. hard, dude. Like scrambling to make like four loaners or whatever I brought. I was like, dude, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, then you just do trades. You're like, all right, I'm flying in. Like, you better have a bike for me. <laughs> yeah. 
That's fun. But yeah, other than that, like keeping, like I, you know, Andy sends me his interesting treat land projects. So I often prototype weird shit like that. So keeping up doing some of that test dummy. I am here for you. Yeah. Like treat land, these 50 cases is the real thing. They do exist, you know? Mm -hmm. So, for all the E50 people out there that are looking to do something wild. It's like, Andy, if you need me to test out any uh, Derby variant um, parts, <laughs> like, heart your boy. <laughs> there you go. Start sending emails. Like, hey, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I got a winter build goal going right now. What do you, what do you need help with? <laughs> Dude, yeah. I mean... <clears throat> I don't even know all of what he does, but I know he's got a lot of irons in the player. Yeah. I just see like, you know, the things I'm involved with. I see that side of it. And I'm like, all right, sweet. I'm like, how do I GOI but, six a variant? Let's get it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but <clears throat> yeah, man, I don't know. I'm just going to keep right. at it. Keep doing what I'm doing. And like, you know, you like, even you saw like those Euro clutches for hobbits, like, like yo drill this out like make it way lighter and it's like all right i'll yeah. do that yeah like because they're like heavier than stock i guess and all this stuff mm-hmm. so as long I, as know, like, keep I wish messing around i wish like i had like a lathe or something just to play with but i know like i'm not the dude who's gonna go buy one and like learn <laughs> learn to tinker with it like i don't have that kind of free time where i'm just like i'm gonna like yeah you know, figure this shit out so i'm like Ugh. it like, definitely takes a lot of time or at least like you know just like starting up and knowing what you're doing and stuff. And then like, then like people will give you parts and you're like, fuck, I can't like mess this up either. <laughs> Cause it's like, Hey, you know that girl, what you sent me? Yeah. It's totally fucked yeah, now. Like, you got to buy stressful. another one. Yeah. Like here, here's your paperweight back. Hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. You're using an ashtray. Yeah. Oh wait, it's got a bunch of holes in it. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. That's like, yeah. I tried to run the cursed Parma kit. Mm-hmm. Um, like the 47 millimeter parma kit for an E50 that everybody seizes apparently. I also seize mine. So um, if anybody can make those work, and kudos to them. But yeah. I know like Stefan Buzzard has one. He's like, yeah, I'm going to build one too. And I'm like, sick. Good luck. Like, <laughs> well, and I told him, I was like, I think this is just like I'm talking to Graham. I was like, like, you know how like Polinis will seize like on the intake side? Mm-hmm. And then people just like fan the piston down or it's all scratched up and they put it back together and it runs like great. Yeah. I think it's like the same thing, but on the Parma kit, it's like on the exhaust side, like, cause it's got that bridge exhaust. Like, I don't know. I think Parma kit just did a shit job at copying the Zeta version, but, um, it's like, I would, if I had to kind of make another one of those and make it like work, I would take the piston, I'd put it in my lathe, and I'd take like three thou off of it just to make it like a little smaller. Mm-hmm. So then when it does get hot, it doesn't like, it like, yeah. doesn't like start to fucking hit things. So uh, if, if anybody has a perma kit and they want me to lay the piston, I'll fucking do it for free just for the science of it. How about that? Yeah. Like just, anyway. just to see if it works or not. <laughs> Yeah, but then you get itchy. You're like, well, why don't I just put together like out of the box and see if it works? And then just like the thing fucking sees like three bullets away. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody told me these are cursed, and then that's what happens. So I don't know. I was like, that's why I get just doing listening. dumb stuff. 
I mean, it's okay. yeah, man. Like, think how many fucking plenty kits have been seized in this community, like lots. <laughs> yeah, no, it, like I don't really have any heartache about it. I'm just like, well, I could buy another one and try again, or I could just buy a Euro kit because I know those work. <laughs> Hence, Treatland's so. business model and why they're fucking doing so good. <laughs> Basically, right? <laughs> We're all out here. Hey, just like, this might work. Yeah, we blew it up. <laughs> Fuck it, another hundred dollars. Let's go. <laughs> Don't fuck up. Yeah. Okay. Going to tree yeah. it's like going to the casino. <laughs> That's like I don't know if those Florida boys down there what they do, but if they're buying like dealer kits every other week or something, you know, maybe you know they're gonna run them hard, run fast, and then blows up. They're gonna go buy another one. Yeah, they're I supporting mean, the business. I have two lurking around my house somewhere that I haven't even used yet. I'm like, God damn it! There's two, <laughs> two of these. Like, <laughs> like one on the it's shelf behind like, me. It's like sitting. Like it's literally has like it's got painters tape and like an iPad and like a roll of like scotch tape like sitting on top of it. Like what is this thing doing here on a bookshelf? Like Yeah. Why am I not using like like Conan was he had like two or three of them for sale, I saw. I was yeah. like, damn. We just we're just all dumb. We just pile up parts and then we're like, I don't know what I'm gonna yeah. do with this. Like I've had a I've had an MLM swing arm for my motivacane, like brand brand new. With like ego boost shocks and like brand new tires, like sitting in a box for the last like three years. Like what? What? <laughs> like I have like I, building a motorcane so far off my radar. Like why am I holding mm. all these parts? You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is this you get that bug up your ass and you, like, you want to do some? You want to yeah. do a project and like so you're just like, all right, cool, just buy some stuff and like. That's how it goes. It's like, like the hoarder thing where you go in and they're like, "Will you sell this?" And they're like, "Oh no, that's." That's really special to me. And that's like us. They're like, what, what's up with the swing arm? You're like, oh, no, that's for the Moby build. I'm going to build it in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I will not sell it. <laughs> oh, that's, you just like hit me right in the heart, dude. Like, that's my life. <laughs> like, dudes, come over. I'm like, yeah, come over and buy all this junk. And they're like, hey, what about this? I'm like, ooh, no, that's for this project I'm going to work on. Like, who, who knows what? It's got sentimental value, man. That thing's been sitting there for like a year. <laughs> God. That should be like the rule. Like, I think. I heard this saying. Yeah, like have like, a time limit. Yeah, expiration date. Exactly. Like I heard the saying that was like, "Yo, if you don't wear something in your closet, like after like three months or six months or whatever it is, like you should throw it out." And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, like that makes sense. Like I should do the same thing with my mopeds. Like, <laughs> oh, you haven't. I don't ride this moped in three months. I should just throw it out. Yeah, like, like you haven't started this bike like in fucking six months. Like you haven't ridden this bike in six months. You haven't even looked at it. You haven't even pulled it out from the <laughs> shelf and took the tarp off of it. Like you might want to sell it to someone else who wants it. <laughs> you just gotta throw it away. You have people camping out like outside <laughs> your house. Like, all right, all right, it's been another week. He's got to throw away something soon." <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's why i felt bad about just throwing all my scrapper pile in the back alley i was like oh man i'm just gonna put this in the alley until like i find time to take it to the scrap yard and like today i was just like saw some dude and he was like yeah man I'm, I'm scrapping metal i'm like hey there is a pile of metal in the alley you can have all of it yeah please take <laughs> like, it save save me a trip i don't need that like 20 dollars or whatever i would get from fucking selling it yeah exactly <laughs> like scrapper prices aren't that good but this guy might need it <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm supporting the local homie, the local scrapper, <laughs> the local scrapper. Yeah, I, I got a local scrapper. They're like a couple blocks away from my house. I hear him start up his like raggedy ass truck all the fucking time. Oh yeah, and, like just driving by with like the truck bed, like you know, like 
two times as high as the top, you know, as like the top of the cab. And it's like, holy shit, what the I'm hell so did he su- do now? I'm so surprised how they keep those vehicles running, man. Like, I'm like, I want to, yeah. I want to like spend my money on like some nice vehicle. And then like, at the same time, I'm like, dude, this guy's had this pickup truck since 1975 and it's still kicking. Yeah. Like, why do I want to yeah. spend money? Like, <laughs> and he just like puts like 5,000 pounds of metal in the back and it's yeah. still like just spends it. <laughs> we, have, we have a guy who picks up our pallets from work and it's just like he just shows up in the raggediest old truck. Like, they don't even have like strap, like, they don't even have like fucking ratchet straps. They're using like fucking rope to like pull, tie these things down. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, you guys can't even afford a ratchet strap? Like, it's crazy. Hell yeah. But you know, make they, they, bottom make, line. they make it work, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, man. Yeah, we both got kids, and I got to yeah, It's late, dude, but I appreciate you coming <laughs> on and like letting me hear about your, you know, your moped journey. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of ADD, but whatever. <laughs> no, nah, it's all fun, dude. Like you got a you got a cool bike. Um, you know, hopefully I'll see you around sometime, and we can you know meet. Yeah. Person. Yeah, for sure. But until then, dude, fuck your car, ride a moped. Thanks for hanging, bro. Hey, you too. Thanks hey, for talking. Later. Bye. cool that's it guys thank you for hanging out this week's moped monday podcast episode i again still don't know what episode number it is i'm sure i'll know when i save it and post it later like i think it's 203 or 4 or something but yeah um, thank you guys for listening we'll be back next week with another episode and yeah you guys want to support the podcast or you have a comment or you have like a topic or something you think we should get into, you can uh, email us at mopedmoneypodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, fuck your car. Ride a moped. Dude, there's like so many songs about skateboarding, but none about mopeds. <laughs>